This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk body armor. Now, people have been doing body armor since the beginning of time. I mean, we had chain mail back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, there were some hardcore things. You know, people would, you'd always see like they'd stick their dinner plate or their serving tray up their shirt. Right. And then, you know, when the guy comes in and they try and overthrow the guards, you know. I think there's a... uh... Uh, some sort of a Clint Eastwood movie where he had a door of a wood stove under his poncho. Since way back. Since so, way back. Samurai is everything. So the U.S. military, they're like, you know, we could all take the serving trays from, you know, the airplane ride over to mm-hmm. Iraq or whatever mm-hmm. and slide them up our shirts and stop Al-Qaeda in their tracks. Right. So... We're going to give you guys a little bit of the secret insight into, you know, how to protect yourself. Is it worth it? And, you know, is it something you should do? And how much does it matter? Well, we're going to kind of dig deep in it. For one, I got to say, if you're going to go cheap, you're going to carry a lot of freaking weight to stop a few bullets. Right. And that's that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah. Um, you might be able to stop a twenty two, but honestly, you could probably wear a heavy sweatshirt and stop a twenty two also. So it just depends. You know, you always have like the pack of camels in the front pocket. Right. And right. then that Cigarette stops your twenty two. You know, now, you remember um, Teddy Roosevelt was shot in the chest. And uh, it it went through his his speech and he's famous for long speeches. And he had a 50-page speech folded Ah, over twice. Yep. And so it went through that in his glass case and still went into his chest. 
Well, barely. But he, yeah, he coughed into his hand, and when no blood came up, he decided that he could go on and give a three-hour speech. And finish afterwards. the speech. That that sounds right. Mm-hmm. And they shot the Gipper with a twenty-two. Was right? that the twenty-two? I think it was only a twenty-two. Mm-hmm. They got him pretty good though. That was that right by the heart there. He, mm-hmm. But he was, you know, right up close. So yeah. You know, and they make, I, I think we've mentioned maybe in the past, but they make like suits and different things you can buy that are right. body armor. We're not really going to get into that. That's not really. Yeah, not really what we're I mean, talking maybe about you have now. Some secrets, but, you know, well, I'm talking more your tactical vest and, and what kind of plates we're throwing in there. Maybe your kid's right. backpack for the school. Yeah, yeah. Um, so stuff like that. So the bottom line, there is this company who is... And wait for it. The National Institute of Justice. National Institute of Justice. That just sounds like they know what they're doing over there, right? That sounds right. Yeah. So they came up with the NIJ standards. Right. So you'll see like NIJ level three or three A or or level four, whatever. Now they're all in Roman numerals. So for those of you who are like, I don't know, mentally... Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> no. Don't use the R word. Don't use it. I know you want to. So if you don't know, if you see like NIJ level 3III, mm-hmm. or wait, no, I, just I, level IIII, or IIIA, mm-hmm. Well, should we just run IV? through real quick what the, what the different levels are? Well, let me just set where the standard is. So I will. We're going to get there real quick. But- so the thing is, they decided to set up voluntary body armor standards right. back in 1972. So it's nationally accepted, but it's voluntary. Right. So like, yeah, yeah, that might work. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. You, it's one of those you find out after you try it. Right. Um, actually, my first experience with body armor, mm-hmm. I was about... It's way back. It was uh, in the 90s, probably around 95, 1994. Yeah, and that's really right about when body armor started Cops getting Cops were kind of, you know, thinking yeah. and whatever. So I worked at a water treatment plant, mm-hmm. and they had a little pistol shooting range up there behind it. Right. And one of the cops shows up, and it's like, hey, I just got this body armor. Don't you want to shoot me in the chest? Right, because that's going to be that's gonna like, work out well. This sounds excellent. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And we went up there and, and shot the guy in the chest, and he wasn't that happy afterward. No. But there was no hole. Right. He didn't die. What kind of, do you know what kind of, uh, do you remember what kind of it, gun it was? It was a service revolver. It was revolver, a handgun, right? So yeah. it, was, it was, I think, a revolver even. Mm-hmm. And it was probably 9mm. Could have been a thirty eight for all I know. Right. But it was it was funny. Yeah, no, if I recall correctly, I had something to do with there were some broken ribs, possibly. It's an ugly story. Yeah. I don't know. I just, hey, you know, good times, yeah. right? If you're going to test your body armor out, don't do it on yourself. That's, no. That's, that's what I'd that's say. That's the no-go. And they say that it's compromised after. So you, you never can't use really it again, know. right. You know, that was... When I got my body armor, my wife's the first thing. You and Kevin aren't going to shoot each other, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, um, baby. <laughs> well, that's the deal. You can't have body armor if you're going to shoot each other. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it's expensive to ruin just for the sake of trying the thing, it out. You know, then you got to get a whole new out. set. And it's like, then, oh, i got to spend another 100 bucks. And then you're like, well, I got the discount body armor. 
I got a good deal on I this got, one. Dude, this was like $50 for two plates, and, <laughs> and I'm good to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, yeah, but no. Yeah, now, so, yeah. most body armor is based off of uh, soft, like a material, you know, whether it's Kevlar or uh, there's certain other materials. They move into steel used. plates pretty with, quick yeah, when you're, with, like, they call them plate carriers with right. your tactical vest. Right. But, yes, a, a vest is usually a soft That's material. That's where you start from. And your... then, yeah, then you would add plates, and that upgrades it, you know, for, for rifles and right. things like that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, pretty much, if it's soft, you're pretty much only stopping handguns. Right. The bo- I mean, you know, handgun or twenty two. you right. know, you're not. And you're still going to be in bad shape afterwards. And so, yeah, soft is good, but not great, you know? Right. Um, now, if it... If it if you do get hit with something that does penetrate uh, your soft body armor, okay, it's still going to slow down significantly the speed of the bullet, so it's not going to penetrate as deep. I like that. So you're better off getting shot with a rifle and wearing one versus not wearing one, but it's not going to save you from. I don't know. Maybe it would have gone clean through, and now it's just going to stop now it's stuck right in, in the middle there. of my heart. Uh huh. Before it would have passed through my heart. <laughs> right. You would have been fine. <laughs> I would have been fine. Now I got a bullet in my heart, you uh-huh. know? Then I got to worry about Talking like. up my arteries. The, I got a bullet. The I got. Lead, lead blood cut, uh-huh. you know? So, all right. So, who's going to run down the list? Is it me or is it you? Well, let's, yeah, let's let's both do this. We'll start right. with type one. Okay. Good. It's one. good because my list starts with level two. All right. Type one is, it's basically um, 22 LR. Oh, okay. Um, it's not any longer. It's not considered part of the standard. Okay. If you're if you're making body armor that's type one, then it's you're not. not it's armor. not body body armor. All right, but since it is a voluntary system, mm-hmm. I think we may be see maybe selling some prepping badass T-shirts coming up soon. That will be type that'll be one type one type body zero armor. type zero <laughs> type type mosquito repellent. Right? How about that? <laughs> We'll see what we that can do for good. you. All right. So then we'll move right on to level two. Now, this is tested. It says tested. So voluntary, but still we did our own tests. Right. And to stop nine millimeter and three fifty seven Magnum ammunition. Right. We're still at handgun. Now, you're thinking, here. oh, well, three fifty seven. That's a big, powerful bullet, mm-hmm. whatever. But the problem is you don't have the speed. Right. And, you know, the velocity that you're going to have with a rifle round. Yeah. Now, now, uh, rounded uh, end bullets and uh, softer bullets mm-hmm. are, are are a lot more, it's a lot more effective with those types right. of bullets. And lead bullets versus steel, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Lead bullets, you're a lot more likely to stop. Um, all right. So then level 2A. Now, th- right. this is... Nine millimeter and forty. Um, actually, I should have started. Yeah, Th- this is the confusing. Two A and then two. Right, right. two A so, is less than level two. Right, and that's one of the things I was always confused by. That I thought that level three A was above level three. Not and the it, case. That is not the case. Level three mm-hmm. A is an inferior. Right. Round. So. So. 
moving up to uh, well, two A was supposed to be nine millimeter and forty, you know, Smith and Wesson. Right, forty fives maybe. Maybe. And then uh, uh, two is that plus nine millimeter three fifty seven magnums. Right. Right. All right. And then we move up to three A. Now three A is three fifty seven sig, which I don't know really the difference between mm-hmm. magnum and yeah sig forty four magnum and then forty four magnum. Um, that I saw a ten millimeter, and they're saying forty four magnum rare. fired from a long barrel handgun. All right. Now, now but still no rifle protection with three A. Right. Three A was the um. Was the body armor they used in the North Hollywood shootout? Do you remember that? Okay, that was uh, nineteen ninety seven. Now those guys went on forever. Well, yeah, that let's... was it. Was nine seventeen to ten oh one? Nine seventeen is when they entered the bank, and basically That's... the cops showed up immediately. They saw them going into the bank. Okay, so it was basically an hour long shootout. Um, you know, you want to go over the the. The North Hollywood shootout, or do you want to finish up the Well, let's the finish this first. up and then jump okay. right in there. So we're close. All right. Now, level three. Now, this is this is your first real rifle round stopping kind of protection. Mm-hmm. Level three, they say, will stop 7.62 full metal jacket lead core. Mm-hmm. So obviously, level three is also going to stop your standard 5.56. Right. Um, level three should do... Jacketed hollow point for two two three or five five six, um, anything lead. But if you're talking about green tip, which is your M eight fifty five, or they'll uh, you know they call it steel tip or steel core. Right, right. you can still get through with that. The steel is still going to go through level three, and you really need to move into level four. Right. If you now level stop. four supposedly can stop armor piercing right. rounds. And level three, it might stop the armor-piercing rounds. Right. You're kind of right. at that, like, hit or miss. Mm-hmm. How close are you? But, you know. And I don't be fooled by the whole armor-piercing thing. Like, if you're in your car, those bullets, your 5.56 five, regular full metal jacket, mm-hmm. are going right through your freaking car door. Right. right, You know, they're not going through the engine block. Mm-hmm. They're maybe not going through your wheels. Mm-hmm. But they're going through your car door. Right. You know, hiding behind the door closed or, or, you know, you see the cops in the shootout and they open the door for protection. Yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, that not with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Pretty much not with anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, it, I'm willing to shoot your car if you want. We can see we'll what check happens. Check it out. I mean, right. get maybe, uh, you know, one of the kids to sit in the car, see what happens. Some kind of a official badass test. Right, right. I, I say it. All right. And voluntary. Right. Voluntary. Voluntary. Now, so, I hear... Yes. If you take your car apart and you fill it with phone books and then, you know, reassemble the interior there... Your car will become very heavy. Yes, yes. that is correct. And and supposedly bulletproof. Hmm. Now, I've never shot... Actually shot... I think in a pinch... A phone book. If you but, filled your car doors with sand, mm-hmm. that would also work. Right. Um, steel plating. Maybe you have some armor plating. Maybe you have those steel targets that you're shooting all the time. Mm-hmm. Throw some of those in the door. Right. All this will work, but it does add significant weight. Mm-hmm. Another thing you might want to armor when you're armoring your car is you may want to throw some stuff around the gas tank. Mm. People never think of that. 
Now, you don't want to put it right in front of the radiator because mm-hmm. that it, it might defeats the purpose protect, of the radiator. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you might want to consider if you have a position in your house you're trying to fortify. Um, sandbags are great. Now, sandbags filled with dirt are okay, but filled with gravel or sand is going to be yeah. great. Not great, though, uh, when it comes to explosives, believe it or not. Really? Because then it, the sand blows through and rips your skin off. Yeah, that doesn't sound friendly. Yeah. yeah but are they coming after my house with yeah. explosives? How many people have, have you heard about getting getting hand grenades thrown at their house? It doesn't happen very often. And usually they're already on the inside at that point. Yeah. So the hand grenade, I mean, mm-hmm. not the bad right. guys, maybe. Um. So something to be aware of. You really do want to kind of beef up your, you know. Yeah, now we've talked before about having a, a safe house in your room, in your, uh, sorry, a uh, safe room in your house. Yes. And um, the idea there is that you don't have to have, like, one of those, uh, you know, time-locked doors with the steel and, you know, the air purification. A, how, a room that you could go to, though, that's going to stop bullets from coming in from that's outside. That's a nice room to have. Yeah. Um, and that may be your defensive position. Mm-hmm. That may be the living room or whatever, you right. know. Um, so just something to consider, uh, you know, about beefing up the security in your house that might be, or, Mm -hmm. you know, in your vehicle again, maybe not all the time. It does kind of hurt the gas mileage on the car, Mm -hmm. but maybe something we did do a show a while back on armored vehicles, right? We did talk about some options. You want a professional to to do it really? Well, you could consult me. I I could talk you through it. Yeah. All right. Send me an email. Send me an email and I'll uh, send you some links and some good ideas. Now, there was some. That's what you're doing. Some DIY uh, body armor, ballistic uh, body armor uh, in one of the stories I read. Did uh, they use saw blades? No. Plows. Plows. They used plows. They melted them down, made helmets and and body armor out of it. Okay. Now, obviously, the drawback was. You couldn't really see what you were shooting at. You couldn't really aim properly. You were slow moving around. Um, but Ned Kelly, uh, in his final shootout, his gang uh, uh, built body armor, and it was uh, blacksmith to uh, quarter-inch steel. And it had a uh, uh, total of 18 bullet marks in the armor that didn't penetrate. Nice. The problem was that they shot his legs and arms up pretty good, Yeah. and eventually he was... Uh, so you should just wrap those with aluminum foil? Good. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Because you can't get through that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was uh, reading an audio book uh, I downloaded. I was just talking to Hamish about it called The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. And it was a 24-hour, uh, like, all the books in the series for one credit mm-hmm. on Audible or something. So me being the cheap guy that I am, right. I uh, I was down for that. And they talked about, they took a bunch of saw blades, mm-hmm. like circular saw blades, mm-hmm. and they just stacked them kind of in a mesh, like, you know, like a chain mail kind of pattern right. in a All sleeve, right. like inside the tactical vest. And they were like, well, it'll stop 22s and maybe some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess it sounds better than nothing. Right. Well, I mean, anything's better when than nothing, When we're talking right? about homemade, right? Right. Those cast iron pots, mm-hmm. time to break them out. Now, uh, all right, so the North Hollywood shootout. Tell me. Let's let's go line by line. I want to hear every right. minute. 1997, February 28th, 1997, um, Larry Phillips and Emil uh, Masterino. 
Okay. I think that's how you say his last name. I'm not sure. Uh, 9.17, they went into the Bank of America. The police spotted them going in, and uh, they were armed initially with uh, uh, two Bushmasters, converted to fire automatically. Okay. And they had uh, um, two 100-round magazines. Each. Each. Okay. Right. Went in there, shot the, the ceiling, so they knew their business, you know, they meant business. They were able to fire through the uh, ballistic glass shields they had there. Ah, uh, yep. Get in there, got the manager to open the safe. Now, the safe didn't, they were, they, they believed that the safe had $750,000, uh, but they had changed the time when the armored truck shows up. So they were man- did manage to get three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and two die packs, which later ruined the money anyway. Oh, now does it ruin all the money? Do you think? I don't know. I feel like uh, you know, I had a friend that worked at a bank, and, not <laughs> and I feel to like if somebody out. handed me like a hundred dollar bill, but it had some purple on it, I'd be like, yeah, I'm yeah, okay with it. it. Yeah, I'm good but, with uh, that. They got everybody. They put everybody, including the customers, in the safe. Okay. Um. They tried to get into the ATM, weren't able to get into the ATM, and then... I, I feel like if I have 350000 the 20000 in the ATM... Yeah, it's not make, Sounds make like a, a big waste of time. Right. Well, I mean, just how much time I'm wasting and right. I'm going to get caught. Now they They're synchronized their clocks and they estimated they had 10 minutes okay. uh, police response. But they didn't count on the cops being outside. Actually driving past when they were wearing ski masks and body armor with machine guns right. going into a bank. Right. Right. And those... 100 round magazines like the cop might not think it's suspicious if you're walking in with an AR right cause but if you have the 100 round the magazine 10, 10 round clip yeah right 10 round clip do? oh yeah whatever, whatever. You know, that's not a threat uh-huh. but 100 rounds you're like hey mm-hmm. I mean business well yeah the guys initially showed up with um, let me see here uh, I wrote it down they had something like um, uh, they fired 1100 rounds ultimately okay but they had something like 3,000 rounds with them. Wow. Like, I don't, what the fuck were you planning for? I, apparently, they're planning for what actually happened. But. Smart. They, uh. So you're saying they were prepared. They were For whatever might right. happen. They were right. ready. And they had the 3A body armor all set. Now, um, let me just look over this here. Uh, and they had full on like cover your thighs, cover your knees. Yeah, shins. one of them. One of them did the whole thing. Okay. The other guy had a, a bulletproof vest and uh, like a apron style uh, okay. thing. The other you know, guy modified uh, bulletproof vest for his thighs, his shins, and his forearms. Now, do you remember there was a uh, PlayStation game I think called Army of Two? Yes, I remember now, that. These guys all had the cool tactical masks. And mm-hmm. actually, that was me and one of my boys. That was like our bonding time. Oh, all right. We used Playing to play that? this game nonstop, me and mm-hmm. Dakota. And me and Dakota, it would be all in Army of Two, mm-hmm. you know? And they'd all be painted with different hardcore stuff. Well, these are typically like level 3A masks, these face shields. Right. And... You could paint them up, make them cool. Did they have something like that? No, that... no masks, just ski no masks. masks. Just ski uh, masks. So you just had to shoot them in the face. Right. But they were firing so many rounds 
that the you police have couldn't aim, aim, especially mm-hmm. with a pistol. At the range they're at, they, they just couldn't hit him in the head. And I think that a ski mask is ballistically rated to stop a handgun round. Is that right? Yeah, no. No, that's not no. accurate. Wouldn't I may even, have just killed even, one of our Yeah, listeners. you killed somebody. All right. You need to get some bulletproof shoes because you're shooting yourself in the foot with that one. <laughs> nice. It's a classic right there. All right, so... Um, so when they exited the uh, thing, uh, exited the, they left the bank. They were immediately fired on. Mm-hmm. So they returned fire. They had with them in their vehicle. They had uh, Heckler and Koch, uh, ninety-one semi-automatic rifle with thirty-round magazines. Um, I feel like that's Greta, enough. You're Greta ready. Handguns. Three modified AK-47s converted to automatic with 100-round drum magazines. And they fired approximately 1,100 rounds in the shootout over the course of an hour. I bought over 1,100 rounds just today. But before, in the last three hours, I bought over 1,100 rounds. That's just amateur yeah, hour. Before they exited the, the Bank of America, it was already surrounded on all, all four corners. There were police. They didn't count on them coming out the front door, uh, did yeah. they? So, uh, the SWAT showed up Yes, about 20 minutes into it. Now, none of the police officers could do anything with their handguns and their shotguns. Apparently, they have uh, buckshot, and the buckshot can't penetrate that, that type of armor. Um, so, the handguns and the buckshot did nothing, basically. Yeah, you're not even hurting them. They shot up the car pretty good, though. Hmm. Um, so... Uh, the SWAT showed up. They had um, they had uh, modified uh, AR-15s. It wasn't exactly an AR-15, but it was a very similar similar firearm. I forget they had exactly a what it was. Flashlight, maybe maybe Ooh, a little yeah, hand grip see? up front. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Collapse, it dangerous. Collapsible stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see what they did. Now, Emil, now, what what type of vehicle was this escape vehicle? This was a. Know? Uh, was a Chrysler minivan? I think no, no. It was a minivan that it, they they uh, stole. Stole. Well, okay. they didn't actually steal it. He shot at the guy driving the minivan, and the guy willingly gave it up. He ju- yeah. Apparently, he, they were persuasive enough, and he got mm-hmm. out. He got into the minivan. This is after the first guy was already dead. This Larry was no Emil was dead. Larry was uh, in the car, and. He had there's a, a a kill switch in the car, which I'd never oh, heard of. That's smart. So he got in the car and couldn't go anywhere. Now when they found them, the bodies. That sounds like a California thing. Yeah, they had shot. Uh, they had been shot ten times in places that weren't body armor. Each of them, at wow. least ten times. So they're pretty much just Swiss cheese by the time the whole thing ended. But I was pretty impressed that they just kept going. They I mean, were all if in... you shot me one time yeah. and I had body armor on, I'd be curled up in a ball crying like a bitch. So, I mean, i got to give it to these guys. They really did uh, all right. muscle through. I'll see that. So, yeah, it was basically it. I, there's definitely documentaries on this. Definitely worth watching. Very interesting stuff. I, I feel like, though, if you set out and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be all up like, like I'm in an astronaut suit and I mm-hmm. can't even move. Right. And I'm walking into a bank. I feel like there's no way the cops are just letting that go. Like, I'm planning on having a gunfight right. with the cops. Mm-hmm. Like, not just I'm prepared for one, 
I don't see any possibility where it's not going to happen. Where it's not going to happen, right? You know, I mean, that's the way I see that. I don't think they were going to, like, get the cash, get in the car, and we're probably going to drive away, but just in case a cop shows up, Mm -hmm. I want to be ready. Yeah. Now, believe it or not, only two people died in this whole shootout, and it was the two criminals. But all the cops got shot. Yeah, 11, 11 police and civilians were shot. All right. But survived. Now... One of the drawbacks I see it is like uh, full on shoot it out with the cops with the body armor. Yes. Is that people always get their legs and arms shot the fuck up. Mm. Uh, the guy, Emil. Uh, so if you're in prison and you don't have a woman anymore, having your arms shot up, that could really get in the way. Right. Right. He was shot in both of his hands by the time he uh, was done. See, you got to think about that mm-hmm. shit before you go to prison. Right. What are you going to do? Yep. What are you going to do now? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what happens there. So it seems to be the drawback. I would recommend if you're going to rob a bank, yes, use an unloaded gun, don't have body armor, and try and be under three minutes. Under three minutes? I don't even know that we need a gun or just yeah. whatever. You know, you go in and like, to, something to make hand them a little note. Do it. Right. I have a gun. I have you a gun. You just can't yeah. see it. Don't write it on your own deposit slip no. with your name on it. That, that's, that's happened. That's happened. It doesn't work out. Now... Uh, aside of the die packs now, I was talking to a uh, bank loan officer yes. that's a friend of mine that uh, he's not supposed to tell me this, and okay. I'm not supposed to tell you this. They also well, have- to tell. They also have pepper spray packs. Ooh, that's So when fun. you get in the car, the die goes off, and then the pepper spray goes off in the car, and you got to get the fuck out of the car, and now you're fucked. Now, I think you were telling me a story about some of these- uh, these uh, banks have double glass doors where you come in. Yes, to make you look and like a fool. So so you have like a sliding glass door as you first enter. Right. Then maybe there's like an ATM and it's ballistic or some glass, kind right. of distraction The little distraction stuff. Then another glass then door. Then another glass door. Mm-hmm. And then you're inside right. the bank. Then they give you the money. Okay. You leave. Yay, you go through the I first door. No cops have come. The last door to go out, though, will not open now. What? And now you can't go back in the bank because the second glass door also won't close, and it's ballistic glass. But what do I... So you're fucked. And you just gotta sit there like a retard. So that's a no-go. So if you see the double glass doors, Mm -hmm. you know. Think about it. I'm just saying, if they're both like glass sliders, Mm -hmm. and they look a little bit thick, and you're like, you know... Mm -hmm. And you don't like being caught in confined spaces... Or you don't like going to prison? Yes. If either one of those are a thing, those might not be the banks to rob. Mm-hmm. Now, according to a professional bank robber. Oh, okay. That I may or may not have have known at one well, point. Well, he's obviously in prison now, right? Well, not right now. But for this story. He was in prison. Okay. I talked to him after prison. Right, right. He said... He said, robbing a bank is the easiest thing in the world. He said, the hardest part is not getting, spending all is that getting out of the car. When you get there, you're ready to go. And once you're out of the car, you're committed. You know, you've got it all planned out, you ready got to the go. Hand, you're wearing all the body armor. But you got the AR right. in your hand. <laughs> you're in the parking lot, in the car. Getting out of the car is the hardest part of the robbery. Mm. Now, in one of our local communities here in Woodstock, New York, 
what they did was they set a barn on fire on one side of town. Right. And since there are eight cops, <laughs> all of them went to the barn fire. All of them went to the barn fire while he robbed the bank on the other side of town. And they were pretty well stumped for it was a long time. Yeah. Did they ever catch him? I, I think, think they, they figured did. Out who I think it was, was like six months or a year. It was yeah. it was a good while. Mm-hmm. And then they, they were figured like, out within a within a couple of weeks they figured out who it was. But then they had a hard time tracking him down. But I think they, they did catch him. Now, also in our uh, neighborhood, you know, a couple towns over, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, a police officer was attacked by a rabid fox. Ooh. And somehow managed to shoot himself in the chest. <laughs> Didn't shoot the fox at all. <laughs> Luckily, he was wearing a bulletproof vest bulletproof and he did vest not die. And did not die. Just looked like a fool. And another officer ended up shooting the the rabbit fox. Well, at least somebody got it. Somebody got it. All right. I don't know. Any more good body armor stories? I I think uh, that's all the body armor stories I got. Yeah. Now, I wonder about, what do you think about body armor helmets? Now, I've been looking into them. And for any kind of decent protection, you're in the... I want to say $800 neighborhood. Really? There is a, a $600 neighborhood, but I feel like saving that 200 bucks may or may not be the right choice. Mm-hmm. But what are the odds you're going to shoot me in the head? Well, I have a friend. You always have a friend. In Iraq, got shot in the head. No, I remember like lots of the World War II helmets. Yeah. You, still, you always see them with the bullet hole. Yep. And you'd be like, yep. Well, he guy. did get shot in the head. It didn't penetrate. The helmet, but he said it rung his bell. (laughs) He said it rung his bell. (laughs) That that sounds right. So uh, I suppose modern, I mean, also, I have no idea what he was shot with, how far from, from, uh, you know, what the velocity was when it hit him. I have no idea. All right. Now, I have level three plates Mm -hmm. for, you know, for a, a... tactical vest i guess because i always see these guys like oh let me get my tactical vest where they go out but mm-hmm. i guess that's just to hold their extra magazines right, hold that's their not because yeah. i'm gonna get shot right um and then i was like you know i feel like how much do i need body armor in the back like what if i spent all my money on the front plate yeah you know what that's what they said in fallujah yeah. And then they're getting shot at from every direction. Every direction. Mm-hmm. Now, like the same thing, they have the side ones. Right. Um, I don't even know what they're called. I, I probably should have looked that up again. I, I do right. know what they are, but I don't know. It eludes me. Well, there's, the a lot of, there's a lot of variations. But there's the, the side you plates get. you yeah. can get, and I don't have those. And, you know, I figure mm-hmm. I'm really skinny. So, so now everybody knows where to yeah, Right. Now, <laughs> now everybody knows where to shoot shoot at. Um. Now, what do you say? There's there's ceramic and ceramic, there's metal plates. Now, ceramic are actually a lot of times better at stopping. That's what I However, hear. they're not better at lasting. Okay. They're kind of throw out after. Well, how many times are you going to use them? How many times are you planning on getting shot? I wasn't planning on getting <laughs> shot at all, but now. Yeah, now you got to worry about it. The same thing. So the wife has uh, one of these... Uh, um, backpacks, mm-hmm. uh, a get home bag. Right. And it's from like 511 Tactical. Mm-hmm. And it came with the the plate carrier, carrier inside in it. it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's got a nice cush pad on the inside against your back. And it's got, so 
I was looking and it seems like anywhere between 98 and 200 bucks you're buying some kind of stopping handgun rounds with your backpack. Right. There's got a lot of shit in there. I don't know if I'm like does she need the plate? Mhm. She's like, "Yeah, it'd be cool if I could hide behind something when they're shooting at me." Right. And I'm like, "Yeah, maybe the granola <laughs> bars." I don't know. Yeah. You know, you got to decide what it's worth and and you know, what it's worth to spend the money. Right. I recommend just don't get shot. Yeah, I recommend unless you're robbing a bank in Hollywood, don't spend a whole lot of money on body armor until you've got everything else covered. Yes, I would say learn how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Learn how to if you can move and shoot. Right, you got a good chance of not getting shot. If you're shot. moving <laughs> Yeah. Turns out people can't hit moving targets to save their life. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> maybe that's where you should put your effort if money mm-hmm. isn't you know readily available. Right. So that's something to consider. We're just putting that out there. Throwing it out there. But, you know, hey, hopefully a little insight into body armor. Mm-hmm. Now, one place where I imagine you're not allowed to have body armor is over there in China. No, I don't think you are. Now... From what I've understood, China has decided to institute a report card system. Mm-hmm. Now, all the a downloads we're getting of this episode card. in Beijing. Yes. To the to the people in Beijing listening to this, stop listening. You're in trouble. You already got an F. You <laughs> got an F on the report card. card. As far as like listening to the towing the line, mm-hmm. you're failing right now. Right. If you're in Beijing, your report card is going to be like no. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. So what they did is they set up a report card system. Now, I don't know. Are there different levels for different like categories, like in high school? Or is it just your one-letter grade? Right. Is there one category? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I know that you can get in trouble for smoking in a non-smoking area. Okay, so there is there. definitely a smoking category. Right, smoking category um, is one. Are you hanging Muslim out or in Christian? Tiananmen Square and trying to stop the tanks? Yep, bad that, move. That's a bad, bad move. move. You're not going to get a good job after that. <laughs> Tell you that right so now. This will affect my employment. Employment, right? Whether I can travel freely, um, that would be on the the metro, right? Or maybe on uh, an airplane, correct? When, when I want to travel abroad over to mm-hmm. America to see my cousin, right? No, nope. Not if you got an F. If not I got if, an F. Not if you're listening to the show. I imagine if I got an F, like I'm probably not even alive anymore. Well, you're probably in that re-education camp that they've been putting all the Muslims in right now. All right. Don't be a Muslim. That's also an F. (laughs) That's an F. Yeah. Christian, Christian too. They harvest your organs. Well, at first they were going with, uh, well, you can be Christian, but you can use the only use the communism approved Bible. Right. Or and you have to register as a Christian. All right. And then they were like, nah, you know what? That's just bullshit. Knock that shit off. Yeah. And, and they, now they you're a fool because you registered as a Christian following the rules. And now you're in that re-education camp. Wait, because they asked me to register my guns. Mm-hmm. Oh, See what they're doing shit. here? Yep. <laughs> that could end bad. You're going to have an F in the future. It sounds like my report card might not be shaping up too good. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about is in Oregon, a lot of you guys actually have been telling me, you know, hey, Chuck, it's really important that you talk to us about winter survival. Right. What happens if we get stuck on the road? I have to eat my dog in the car with me or mm-hmm. whatever. 
Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because <laughs> there was a guy in Oregon who survived five days. Now, it said buried in snow in the article that I read. Now, this may be like the car was stuck in the snow. Right. And he was like, the snow's like four or five feet deep. Fuck that. I'm not walking anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'll die. Right. I, I don't know. But maybe it was actually buried. Mm-hmm. I don't know how maybe that happened. Maybe it was during a storm. It broke down or he couldn't see because it was a whiteout. And then when he turned the car on to drive away, he was like, fuck, there's snow everywhere. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, he was like, what am I going to do? I don't have a 72-hour get-home bag in my car mm-hmm. with bottled water and food and whatever. But you know what? He did have mm-hmm. some Taco Bell sauce packets. That's And right. I think it had like, some of those clever sayings they have on yep. it, you know, that are like, you make me hot mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Right. You know what I'm talking right. about. Now, no word on what the sauce was. Was it mild? Yeah. Was it hot? Was it fire? Was it the fire sauce? Because explosive diarrhea afterward, mm. you don't know. Right. Right. So anyway, managed to survive five days on sauce packets. Now, I'm not 100% convinced that that extra 30 calories or whatever a sauce packet has mm-hmm. was able to sustain him the five days or actually had any effect at all. Right. But well, I feel like the clever writing on the sauce packet may have been morale. Right. Now, how many sauce packets did he have, though? I mean, that's the real question. Did he have just like a big sack of sauce packets? I go in people's refrigerators on the regular, uh-huh. and I do see sometimes people have like a whole bag. Of sauce packets. Really? All right. And I'm like, you know, that duck sauce or, you know, right. soy sauce. Mm-hmm. They got them all in there. Sometimes, you know, people keep getting the sauce pack because they're free. Right. And you're like, well, I shouldn't not take it. It's free. It's free. So. Right. And now I'll survive being trapped in my car for five days. So that's that's now, what I Did he got. have a dog with him? I don't know if I remember... This story uh, all the I would have eaten the dog, so I don't even know how yeah, that. Just take a bite. Just, just see how just it tastes. Snack, you know. <laughs> just, just let me chew on your ear for a little while. <laughs> my dog's always chewing on my ear, <laughs> so maybe, maybe that makes sense. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but one of our sponsors on this show is TacPack. And yes. TacPack, they send out monthly. They have a monthly subscription for forty nine ninety five a month, and what they do is they actually send out a package of pre-selected badass parts. Now, these parts, these guys are like former military, maybe special ops, I don't really know. But they pick out some cool shit. Yeah. They're cutting edge is what I would say. Mm -hmm. Like when they had that shot show out in Vegas, Mm -hmm. I think they were there. Okay. They're collecting the information, finding out the cool shit. Right. And then they send out the shit that's cutting edge to keep you on top of your game. Now, the cool thing is you send them forty nine ninety five a month, and because they're picking out the products and negotiating deals behind the scenes, they're able to get you about $100 worth of product and send it out to you each month right. to keep you badass. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So that may be something you want to look into. Right. Um, if you use, use the code BADASS. That's right. Gun cleaning mat. Gun cleaning mat. Now, if you get a year subscription to TAC Pack, Okay. I'm saying this right now. All right. Out of my own pocket, I will send you Taco Bell packets. As many at as least you. at least one. A care package of however many you can fit in one of those 
um, priority mail envelopes. No, the small one, mm-hmm. not the big one. And I'm not guaranteeing it's going to be intact when it gets there. And if you live in Australia or something, that's not going to count. Not going to happen. It's only going to be continental U.S. This right. deal. They is, run them through rollers, so <laughs> the, <laughs> yes. the chance of it showing up intact is not good. <laughs> so that um, also, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you actually wanted to talk to Kevin or me, you could shoot us an email. At preppingbadass at gmail.com. Right. And sometime within a month, we will get back to you. Sometimes as soon as 10 minutes later, usually, usually within two days. Yeah, usually two days. And sometimes a week or five. Yeah. Sometimes you know, I read the, I usually read the email right away. Yeah, that's And then that's I the think problem. about it for that's a day the or problem. so. I'm like, you know, I got to say something to him, but I want to look up this one thing. Mm-hmm. Or I want to check this one resource and whatever and get back to him. And then it's like five days later, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit! I haven't gotten forgot back about to that, that guy." And yeah, so that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's what I got on this one. And with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.